Welcome to the 6am club. The 6am club when early birds are just starting their day or when strippers are finally leaving work. Hi, I'm Gemma Rose. Join me on my drive home after work listen to my tales from the night and other wider industry issues we face as strippers. Hey folks, sorry I've been off the wagon for a little bit, things are very busy with PDSM, my events company, so I've not had time to record all of these awesome episodes I have for you in store. I record every time I go to work, so I've got a huge backlog of things to share with you, but it does take a lot of time for me to process, edit, go through all of my transcripts and figure out what the fuck I was saying in the first place. <laughs> so apologies, but you know, good things come to those who wait. So hope you enjoyed today's episode um I'm a little bit ill as you can tell I actually think I was a little bit ill during this particular shift so I guess it matches quite well as usual you know there's uh trigger warnings of sexual assault um so again if you struggle listening to those kinds of things that you know maybe give this one a miss too all right let's get into it It's the second time that I've been to this new club. I didn't record my first night there because I was traveling with friends, which was so lovely. And I had a good night. Like, I really liked the club. And I think I was the only one that had a good night though. I got quite lucky with an absolutely wasted man. Like, he was so out of it drunk and he was having the best time ever he was pretty funny <laughs> we were just chatting for the most of our time to be fair and he was just vibing with the music and singing along to songs while i was dancing <laughs> he was holding out a false microphone for me to sing into so like uh yeah, he was just being hilarious. He was getting me to sing to him like he was a talent agent. <laughs> so that was just very funny, good vibes, very enjoyable. It's always interesting starting at a new club and learning about that club's specific rules. And it's just wild how much it varies and like some of the specific rules how weird they are or how very punitive it feels i appreciate most of this club's rules but there's one rule i really don't like and that rule is you are not allowed to take your heels off in a dance this is something that i generally do in most of my dances i like to kick my heels off it gives my feet a break and I've got a pretty uh, difficult ankle issue, so 
anytime I'm able to take my heels off, I really snatch that up. I don't really do it for the smaller dances like 20 pound dances because you're just in and out of that room too quickly for it to be worth it. But anything longer than that, I'll usually chuck my heels off. So to have to keep them on for an entire shift sucks. I think I've worked in other clubs that have that rule, but it's so weird because the club is like so relaxed about some other things and it's just generally got a chill vibe anyway i would have i would have been like maybe health and safety which seems like the least of most people's worries in a strip club i don't understand why we would have to keep our heels on like if anything it's safer to take them off because the risk of falling over and like we're on the carpets on our hands and knees rolling about anyway so you know, if somebody were to break a glass, we're gonna get injured in a different way. I don't know, a little bit bizarre to me that I have to do that. It makes dancing so much more difficult and when you're tired, it makes it quite tricky. They've also got an interesting rule written into the licensing where you may give a customer a kiss on the cheek at the end of your dance never seen that written like that into contract or legislation because usually it's zero contact at all times apart from maybe like that caveat i guess that most clubs it's like no you can't hug a customer after a dance and say goodbye no you cannot kiss them you can't even shake hands in some licensing it's that strict yeah it seems wild to me that actually Giving a customer a kiss on the cheek is allowed and that's written into the specific licensing. Very interesting. Another rule I find really bizarre that I've seen other clubs have this before is the one foot on the floor rule. It feels like playing sexy twister. <laughs> to be fair, I flout that rule quite a bit and I haven't been pulled up on it in this club yet. I don't know if I'm supposed to do this rule like in floor work as well and I, I have worked at a different club where even if you take your foot just slightly off the floor when you're doing floor work, like away from the customer completely, I've got shouted at like for doing that. Whereas here I've literally got my legs in the air and shaking and waving them about and whatnot and they haven't had a problem with that yet i've accidentally kind of forgotten about the way maybe i'm shifting over a customer moving over a customer and you know lift my legs up again we're not supposed to do that maybe it's because they're seeing on the cameras like i'm correcting myself and it's not a big issue I think it's just to stop you fully straddling the customer and grinding on them, but fuck knows. This club is interesting in that you have to have your cut, your butt, not cut, <laughs> your butt covered at all times. I think the only other club I've had to do that in was in America. Although I've worked in clubs where like it's long dresses until midnight and then lingerie after that. But I've not worked in many clubs 
where they're quite strict on how much you're covering in that respect. This is a topless only club. I've worked a couple of club in a couple of clubs that are topless only. And I just find it very strange because customers haven't really asked for pussy or talked about pussy. Like they haven't gone, oh, why aren't you taking your knickers off? I find that fascinating. It certainly makes me feel more limited with what I can provide in a dance. Like, you know, I've got great tits. I'm happy to shove those in people's faces and whatever. But, you know, personally, I want to get my flaps out. <laughs> I don't know. Some guys that, like, the guys who don't get to see this at this club, like, I'm, I'm really sorry because you deserve to see my flaps. But... <laughs> This does change the dynamic of the dance a little, a little bit. I think maybe it gives, it leaves them wanting them. Ah, I can't speak today. I'm gonna leave this in, fuck it. I'm ill, you get what you get today. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess it just leaves them wanting a little bit more and it's more mystery maybe. I don't like to be mysterious though, I'm very like out there, here's my fucking vagina, enjoy it. <laughs> the way that the club is structured is strange as well, because you've got the general downstairs single dance room, but VIP isn't actually private. It's nicer up there, but you're not getting anything different in terms of service or like the level of intimacy or privacy it's still in a group setting like you are sharing the room with multiple people so that feels quite bizarre in like you know how do I upsell and actually like over the past few shifts it hasn't been ridiculously difficult to upsell but I thought they were just like well you don't get pussy upstairs you don't get privacy so what do you get i've not had many people ask me that question yeah i'm sure it will come because most strip club clients are novets but i will enjoy the lack of that question for the time being most people like downstairs what we have to say is like downstairs is where you get your shorter time upstairs is where you get a longer time all right, perfect, that makes total sense. Let's go for a long time. Anyway, let's get back to tonight. And I want to start talking about tonight from before I even stepped foot in the club. So I'm driving about an hour today, a long fucking way. I know some people commute that far every day and even do longer commutes, but as I've said previously, doing that level of driving when you're so tired after work is really damn difficult. But I do the drive and I get into city centre. And it's so difficult to park. Where we parked last time when I was with my friends, it was quite easy. But here I was going round and round the ring road about five times trying to find somewhere to park knowing full well I will have to walk myself back in early hours of the morning, which will not be fun. So I want to try and park as close to the club as possible. 
I try and go into like this cursed multi-story. I, I thought it was a multi-story car park. Um, I go down this very like narrow track. I slightly pull into the car park, which is only one level by the way, it's tiny. And I notice someone is naked at the end of the car park. So didn't really feel comfortable parking up there and getting out anyway. <laughs> But there wasn't space anyway, so yeah, it's it's fine. And there were there were like, you know, there was maybe a place at the end to do a three-point turn, but I didn't want to knock into that naked person or even interact with that. So I can't do my three-point turn, and I start to have the biggest panic. Not much of an exaggeration. I do have slight PTSD from a parking situation I had earlier this year. All right, by, by the time you're listening to this, this is last year. <laughs> Basically, I had a bit of an accident, nothing serious. My car got scratched up, I was okay. But ever since, I've been really struggling to park. I'm okay with parallel parking. I'm okay with parking where there's lots of space but it's in car parks specifically like multi-stories places like garages with beams that is so fucking hard for me now and like i'm trying to get past it and you know be able to start parking where there isn't much space and get more confident with that again but i'm just so terrified every time i need to, i'm like i'm in a situation where it's the combination of being in a tight space that it's difficult to park into and also having people behind me that just scares the shit out of me like people are so impatient and you can really feel that as a driver sometimes like i just know out of all the situations where even if the person behind me isn't being a knob i just really freak out and i cannot deal so yeah i've i've gone down the ramp slightly into this car park and i'm like oh fuck i've got a reverse up this road and it's tight and there could be someone behind me so i start to break out into a sweat start to hyperventilate and i'm like fuck we're on the verge of, of a fucking panic attack no no come on look take a deep breath you've got this we're just gonna nip out and thank fuck i did i was okay i was fine i got out unscathed unscratched nobody was behind me it was okay but that was such a such a panicky start to the night and i'm already late getting into the club because i've gone around this fucking bend a million times trying to find somewhere to be fair i'm really happy for this club it like it doesn't have a late fee or how the clubs prefer to market it as your house fee going up the later you come in but really let's face it that's a late fee <sighs> isn't it you're going you know you're getting you have to pay extra to come in later regardless of you know whatever situation you're in but that this club doesn't do that and i'm really grateful for that it makes it just a little bit less shitty than most other clubs so yeah i'll take it <laughs> I managed to find somewhere to park. It's a five minute walk from the club. I parked my car and like, it's already dark, you know, we're past nine o'clock at this point. Shit, I'm 
gonna have to walk in the dark to this place. I look at my phone maps and I see there's a slightly longer route around that looks a bit more like mainstream. But there's this alley straight ahead. Like it's a bit of a cut through. Let's just do the cut through, I'll be fine. Instant fucking regret. And this isn't even being a stripper, but it does compound it being a sex worker. It just kind of feels more risque and, but this is just a general woman thing, unfortunately, because the world is so fucked up. You know, I'm about a third of the way down. This is a really narrow alley and it's quite dark. I don't feel safe, but I'm like, you gotta power through. I'm gonna be fine. I can see the end of the road. It's right there. We're gonna be okay. A guy appears at the end of the alley. Come on, Gemma, don't worry. Like, you know, oh, hashtag not all men, fuck. Like, you know, you're gonna be fine. Just, just keep going. I've actually done a self-defense class recently and that's not why I took the risk in this particular situation, by the way. I didn't go into that alley thinking, you know, if you need to get out of a situation, you can. I just kind of took the risk and I guess I regret it and I will not be doing it again. It fucking sucks as a woman, I have to even think like that. and. I have to go the long way so I'm safer and you know you probably won't even be safe doing it that way anyway. So yeah, a man appears at the end of the alley. I'm on my phone to look at the sat nav and I just kind of keep looking down at my phone. Do I pretend that I'm on the phone to someone? So that probably limits the probability of him interacting with me. But then I don't want him to hear my voice because he might get turned on by that or find that attractive and that really scares me too. Might he be more like lenient or more encouraged to grab the phone off of me if, if you know, you know, I just, yeah, if something he thinks he wants to do, he doesn't want me to be on the phone. I don't, I don't know, like there's a million things a million and one thoughts running through my head here. I can't really turn back and run because that might trigger him to run after me. And I'm just like, let's power through. He does try and fucking engage with me. He goes, what's your name? As he's approaching me and I just go, no, thank you. He's like, what's your number? I just speed up. I'm nearly at the end of the alley. Let's go, let's go. I'm like, no thanks. <laughs> I'm so fucking terrified he's gonna turn around, pull my hair or something. I get to the end of the alley, I'm out onto the main strip. I'm fine, but shit. I'm just like, I have to go through that again later in the early hours of the morning at the end of the shift. I'm definitely not going that way. Obviously not gonna go down that alleyway ever fucking again. But that's not to say something else wouldn't happen to me on a different route. I don't know why he felt it was appropriate to ask me my number, my name, anything. Like, I was a bit paranoid he could tell I was a stripper, but I don't think you would like 
know he would have known what to specifically looked for if you're looking for a stripper like you can you can kind of look out for it but if you don't know you don't know i guess you know going to and from shift i've got my huge duffel bag it does have gemma rose on it and a heel but you he wouldn't have been able to see that from the angle he was at or anything i've got my big pink fluffy jacket on i've got my massive pink duffel bag and i'm in my flip-flops doesn't scream stripper i don't know does it <laughs> but like this is very victim blaming for me to even like troubleshoot like this it you know even if i had stripper tattooed on my forehead it, it shouldn't matter like it's not my fault but yeah that was a bit of a terrifying start to the night already my adrenaline's going <laughs> i often don't feel safe going to and from work most times if you are security they will walk you back to your car at most clubs but i've had it a few times where either going to or coming out of work and security aren't available or they just don't want to do it they can't be bothered or that's not what this club does or whatever i have been chased by people i have been stalked by people i've had people catcalling me and trying to interact with me and it's fucking terrifying sometimes they know i'm a stripper sometimes they don't it feels all the more malicious when they do know and you know all of the perceptions and the stigma around sex work comes out in violence in this moment touch wood luckily nobody's ever got close enough to do anything to me but i'm constantly in fear as a woman and as a sex worker that something might happen one day that's why I've done the self-defense class so I'm hopefully better prepared if the worst were to happen it just sucks that we even have to think like that you know be at risk like that but anyway I get into the club get changed my little skirt is on ready to go shake my booty but nobody can see it because it's covered <laughs> and I got to meet the owner this time He's very interesting. He's been doing this a long time. And I don't really want to say anything, but on the surface, he seems quite sweet. And he did actually buy his friend a dance with me, which is so lovely, but also interesting because his friend has also worked as a general manager in that club previously and is somewhat involved i don't actually know how much but he's there a lot so i'm like gosh how much for dirty dance can i give this guy i don't know but he had a great time and i think actually toward the end of our dance the uh the manager like came in and that's a bit questionable to say the least i yeah I've had that happen before. This is this isn't this situation, but different situations. I've had it happen where I've had to dance directly for management for money, and it does not sit well with me. I feel like it's very unprofessional. It doesn't make me feel safe as a worker to have to do that. And you can't really say no. God forbid you say no in that situation. You don't want to fucking 
upset the the owner or the manager or whatever um yeah it's just like there's a veil between the fantasy and i'm a professional doing a job and i know which side the management should have to stay on like that seems crystal clear to me they should understand the fantasy to see how that works for the clients they get in but they shouldn't indulge in that that's my opinion and i don't think that's a hot take like you know it's the basic to make us not only feel safe but us feel like we are professional workers which we are I move on with my night and I took this guy, like a different guy for a 15 minute VIP. His boss paid for him. It was a little bit of a work outing treat and he was really enjoying the dance. And he was telling me that, you know, he's got a daughter of 20 and a daughter of two. He's been with his wife for however many years and so easily he went I would give my wife up for you like you are everything you're gorgeous you make me feel like a million bucks my wife would never do anything like this for me like you know she doesn't even want to be sexy for me or give me a lap dance or make me feel this way me 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 I'm an entitled fucking prick <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with fucking men? Like, maybe if you watered your fucking home plant, it wouldn't be dead. You know, marriage is something that is give and take. Any relationship is, and it's something that takes work. And it's your team player. And you know, it just fucking baffles me when you get men come in who are willing to drop their partner like that for you even though you know the, the thing is i used to think i was the, the only one who got this when i was a baby stripper i thought i was special but any stripper knows <laughs> that like what a man is telling you every other man is telling every other dancer in the club and if it wasn't me it would be another dancer talking to my customer and he'd be saying the exact same things to her. I'm not special and not in the way like I don't think I'm valuable or I'm special, just like that's another topic for another day. But like I'm not special because you can tell me I'm as beautiful as you like, best fucking woman you've ever seen, I'm gorgeous, your personality is incredible, you're smart. Like, you have it all. You're the whole fucking package. <laughs> You're better than any other dancer in here. That is actually, like, the biggest insult you could give me, by the way. Like, how dare you pit me against and other women to artificially raise me? Because you're not doing that. You're just putting everybody else down. And you'd say that to any other dancer in here. It's, it is literally so fucking meaningless to me. I love getting compliments. It's wonderful. But not at the expense of the dignity of others, especially in our line of work. Like, we're used to being put down. Like, can we not reinforce that? And, you know, the compliments do tend to wash over you a little bit because you hear it so much. It's not not lovely hearing how gorgeous I am, but 
so yeah <laughs> and I get it like that's the job and this is what these men are thinking and that's what we're preying on but it is very tiresome and just like I appreciate you like you're so convinced in this moment that I am special and I'm this and I'm that and look at the way I'm making you feel but also none of it is real you don't know who I am even if I had revealed true parts of myself to you 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 would never want me as your wife or as your partner not because I don't think I'm a good partner but because I'm not a fantasy I'm present I'm not the fantasy I'm presenting to you like that you think would make me a good wife gross like if I were your wife I would not be agreeing with every single fucking problematic thing that you're saying if I were your wife I would not be lap dancing for you for free thank you very much because it's my fucking job I would however probably fuck you 24 7 because that's just me and my personality <laughs> but most strippers no <laughs> like we do see the worst in men who come in but when's the last time you made your wife feel like a million bucks because I bet she would want to make you feel that way if you even cared the slightest about her like you do about me in this moment it's so sad when so many of these men have it so good and they just don't appreciate it or feel grateful about like it's disgusting and because of what my job is I have to reinforce this behavior because if not I'm not gonna get paid I'm not gonna make my money I'm so sorry babe your wife doesn't do that for you like if I was your wife I would be doing all of these things for you I, ah, ah, I hate that I have to play the game like that like you know if you pay me enough I'll tell you whatever you want <laughs> I don't know who coined the phrase but you see it on like exotic cancer stuff and lots of sex worker art like I'll be nice if you pay me there's no statement that rings more true than that I will tell you anything you want to hear if you're paying me for it my next VIP he was quite hot to be fair like he was an attractive guy there was definitely chemistry there and we were getting on well we go for a 15 minute VIP <laughs> and he was like I'd like to start on OnlyFans but I'd want to do it with someone you know very much indicating he'd like to do it with me and oh yeah 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 very funny very funny <laughs> he kept saying like you're so much better than this you know this job you know if it were up to me I would take you out of here and you'd never have to do this ever again we love a captain saver ho we really do they make pretty fucking good clients to be fair because there is nothing a man loves more than a damsel in distress I'm sorry by the way like I know there are a lot of gender gender assumptions today about men but hey, that's what the majority of the types of men coming in are like. So I'm just going to run with it. But, you know, it isn't how I feel about all men. 
just 99.9% .9 of them. I am a misandrist through and through. Like, if you don't know what that is, look it up. If you know misogyny, but not misandry, like, you're a misogynist. <laughs> Joking. But I've only, I've only just come across this term recently. It's a good word. It's a good one. That comment frustrates me to no end. The, you're better than this one. Like, would you like to just clarify how you feel about my job? Would you like a shovel, sir? You know, I'd love to see you talk your way out of this one. Of course, I'd never put a customer on the spot like that because that's not what's going to make me more money. <laughs> I generally just say things like, oh, but, you know, like, I don't always tend to play the damsel in distress, but when I do, it really fucking works. And that really annoys me. But I mostly just go for a middle ground, like, oh, you know, I love what I do. Like, I'm here to have fun. I'm safe, I'm happy, like I genuinely love this. I love being sexy. And most of the time they're like, okay, fair enough. But what they really want to hear is, please save me, babe. I'm not having fun. I have to dance for horrible people, horrible men. Please protect me and stay with me for the rest of the night and my life. That's what they want to hear and I have done that before and it has fucking worked wonders. I don't like doing it though. It's annoying because I'm like, I like my job. Can you just not, please? Don't fucking sound like I like my job right now, do I? But <laughs> all my fucking ranting. But there's levels of, of it, isn't there? It makes me so angry, but our job is viewed as less than and not a proper job. The amount of times customers come in and say genuinely with a straight face, what are you doing here tonight? Oh, I just came in to have fun. Like, no, I'm here to fucking work. What else do you think I'm doing in a fucking thong right now? <laughs> Fuck me, it's wild. Like, our job is just not viewed as a real job. Even when customers have established that you're there for work. One of the most common questions we get asked is so what do you actually do or what's your real job what do you do outside of this like there aren't people doing this full fucking time hello <laughs> actually wild shit but it's when that assumption is taken to the next step of okay if this is your real job or you know just even be being here doing this is quote unquote degrading yourself like you're better than that because it presupposes that our job is degrading and we're degrading ourselves we're objectifying ourselves and that's not a good thing and we shouldn't be making money off of our bodies i shouldn't have to get naked to make money like ah can we not please like this work is work this is what it takes to pay my bills this is what I'm, what I'm gonna do. And if, I, if I'm if i able to exploit the patriarchy in this way, that's what I'm gonna fucking do. I actually quite enjoy what I do for the most part. So can you not judge me for that? It's very funny when they kind of get up on their high horse and say like, I respect you, you know, I don't judge you for what you do. It's like, well, you are though. And 
you're here just like me and you're paying for my services so pot cool kettle I'd never have this argument with a, with a client but the ir irony and the contradictions are just real and it's exhausting because it's the same mentality and train of thought every time and it gets very exhausting to play the game or play it straight both are exhausting and it's like I don't want to blow my hustle in an attempt to educate you which will likely fail anyway but it's also equally as exhausting to go along with it and come up with whatever response will satisfy the customer or make you more money because both are exhausting anything in between is exhausting as well so you kind of can't win or you can you can make the money but it doesn't feel like winning when people think about you the way that they do or the job the way that they do at the end of the night you walk away with that number that you've made and you think about that number and sometimes you're able to let go of the shit that's happened to you in that shift whether that be the countless number of times someone has told you that your job isn't real or why would I pay you to XYZ when I can just talk to you for free? When you've dealt with, you know, six plus hours of that on top of any potential verbal, physical, sexual assault, you try to put it to one side at the end of the night and that figure is all that remains. Sometimes you just don't though. Perhaps me doing this podcast is a way of me getting it out and maybe I used to think I'd come away with that figure, that money number. That's what I've made and everything else can go fuck itself. I can lock that trauma away in a little box, throw it to the depths of the ocean and it doesn't matter and that works for me. Like it doesn't affect me personally. It does though. <laughs> and I think doing this podcast as well, like just talking about my nights, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, you you go through a lot with what you do. I don't share everything on here, nor do I want to. I don't feel like I need to. I share what I feel like I want to with people. Yeah, there's just a lot that goes into it and it isn't just that figure at the end of the night there's a lot of trauma to unpack along with it and yeah just something for me to ponder on there there was another really drunk guy i managed to coax into coming upstairs with me off the bat we go for half an hour fabulous he's so drunk i kick myself because i wish i'd pushed for that hour i think he would have gone for it I'm annoyed that I didn't you know try and upsell but I'm there like you know we're just going with the flow tonight what I've liked about this club so far is that there haven't been too many long periods of waiting forever I feel like I'm you know talking to people and moving around doing little dances and then I'll get a few VIPs here and there whatever so I don't feel the need to upsell or kind of push it at this point, I really wish I fucking had though. That annoys me, but yeah. He was pretty funny because he was quite wasted, but he didn't really want to talk. 
and he was like oh why are we talking like you should be dancing or whatever he didn't say it like a cock or whatever i'm just paraphrasing and being more direct about it but yeah i was just dancing for him and you know if i've got a longer vip with someone really i like to try and talk a little bit more if possible but this guy didn't want to go for that and that's fair he he like he wasn't enjoying himself like he was being complimentary and saying similar things to the wife off guy but yeah we got about halfway into our dance and it starts to get quite busy in the vip room lots of people around but you know you're with your customer and they're with their dancer so it shouldn't really matter too much but i think he got really self-conscious all of a sudden bless him and he wanted to leave early even though the, the other room like is slightly quieter i'm like you know we can finish our time in there we can just sit together and chat and he was like no i'm okay i'm gonna go now okay like i hope you're okay i mean i don't fucking mind I, i've just got money for half an hour and i've done half of that but i did feel bad so yeah he wanted like to dance for most of that and i'm okay with that but he was like quite nice and you know he didn't do anything dickhead-ish and i just felt really bad for him i'm like okay bye because i felt like he would have he would have spent more money because he was drunk as well so yeah i feel bad but also not <laughs> my last customer of the night was a pillock he was already off the bat saying like what do i get for a 20 pound dance what do i get can i touch you like just being very gross towards me and he was saying like i wanted to snog the other dancer she wouldn't let me snog her even though she told me i could but then she didn't let me so will you snog me uh i'm not bullshitting him like i don't have the energy like i said previously it's not really my style to over promise so i'm like oh like i'd love to like making out with you would be so hot but i'm not allowed to we can't do that but there's plenty of fun things we can do i twist his arm and we go for a 20 pound dance and oh my god he wanted the earth for it he wanted the world for it dirt included and he kept trying to touch me he was being very grim and yeah he was trying to lick my boobs i'm just like dude can you like not i've said no please stop luckily working in a strip club like the way you tend to assert your boundaries as a stripper is blaming it on the club you can say like you know i'd love to do xyz but i can't because i will get fired or you know you will get kicked out or get into trouble or arrested like you can escalate that shit and say it as much as you like and it's not a lie like clubs will chuck you out if you, you're going too far and in some clubs and like you know as a dancer you might get fired if you go too far as well so it's not lies but 
you can use it as a crutch to stand on to maintain the straw man fantasy that is the stripping world. Because if you go to a customer, nah, I don't want to snog you, should we go for a dance then? You can bet how likely it is that they're going to go for that. If they think that you don't think they're attractive, which is what they infer from that, rather than being like, hey, this is a service we provide, I don't need to be attracted to you to do that. I don't even want to be attracted to you. Like, I, yeah, I don't have to fucking, you know, even if I was attracted to you, I don't have to act on it if I don't want to. This is all such an ego trip for so many men, but yeah, we have to feed into it. So yeah, we've done our little 20 pound dance and he's just so gross. He keeps trying to pull me into him to like get more time and was like, can we just do one more minute? I'm like, babe, I'll get charged more for staying in here, you know? should be staying here and do more time and he's like no 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 <laughs> you know we could stay in the room and do a bit longer or we could go upstairs and have an even better time he's like well you know can you what can you do like will you please kiss me like the cameras they're not gonna see you they're not gonna look they don't care please just do it please just do it do it do it i'm like no babe like I'm not gonna do that he's like you know the other dancer took me upstairs for a ride and she said she'd do all these things and then I didn't get it I'm like I kind of tried to manipulate that as a point as a kind of point of character and saying like oh babe I'm so so sorry like she lied to you but look I'm not a liar, I'm just telling you straight, like, I respect you more than that, and I want to tell you how it's going to be, and I'm not allowed to do this, but I still want to go with you and have a nice time with you, but I'm not going to lead you on, I'm not going to tell you, like, false things in order to get you upstairs, I want you to go with me because you want to, that was the angle I worked there, it sits better with me morally for doing that, He's like, okay, so 40 pounds answer, 60 pounds answer VIP. I'm like, no, no, it's 88 pounds minimum. <sighs> you know, we could do 40 or 60 down here. And I'm trying to push for upstairs. I'm like, you know, it's more fun. And he's like, can I lick your tits up there? I'm like, again, no, no, no. <laughs> I can't do it. He's like, well, can you put your ass on my face? Then I was like, sure, I'll put my ass in your face. He's like, cheek to cheek. <laughs> I'll try and get it as close as I can. You cretin. And he's like, oh, go on then. Let's go upstairs. Fuck it. Uh, I just, I just really don't, I don't like it. I really don't. And as we're walking, <sighs> He kind of scooped his hand underneath my skirt. Like, you know, whatever I've said about the club, no, no is no for one. Like, that shouldn't be, that should just be the end of the conversation. But I'm literally recoiling every single time you try and touch me 
or managed to sexfully, like successfully assault me. If a woman is reco recoiling at your touch, she doesn't actually want you to touch her regardless of the rules. You know, maybe that's not a good thing to do. But most of these fucking fucks don't pick up on that really obvious signal. And I just hated it because he went like, you first up the stairs. And I just know he's going to go for me again. <sighs> he got he got my ass. He grabbed it again. And I just ran up the stairs the rest of the way. <laughs> so he can't assault me again. I just, uh, I don't have to go through this. I don't have to go through with this VIP. I was just thinking, get the money. If he pushes you too much, he's fucking gone. I'm upstairs. He pays for 15 minutes, and for the first half of the dance, it was rocky, but we managed to get through the assault, and, you know, I'm gently reminding him what's what and not to touch. Can we not? Then about halfway through the dance, he's like, just come, come sit here. I'm like, oh my god, thank fuck, I'm not going to have to dance for you anymore and put up with this shit behaviour. So, I sit by his side, and he's trying to grab my ass, like, putting his arm around me, and trying to, like, scoop under my butt, and I don't mind his arm being around me, like, that's very casual, that's fine, the club's cool with that too. But like you're actually trying to grope my ass like he's trying to squeeze down into the couch and i'm trying to crush his hand against the couch as to like stop his hand going down any further jesus christ i'm trying to assert my boundaries but he's not hearing me i don't like this man at all great and he's like <laughs> I know you want to fuck me. Come home with me. Like, come back to my hotel. I know you want to shag me. I have a girlfriend, but I have a cheating fantasy. What the fuck is wrong with you? Fuck off. Honestly, if you want to use the club to play out your cheating fantasy, whatever the fuck that is, if that has been consented by your girlfriend and she, like she has consented for you to come here, not necessarily knowing what it is you want to get out of it but like if you want to role play that you're cheating on your girlfriend that's a conversation we can potentially have doesn't feel good but we can have that conversation but just outright going like she doesn't know i'm here i want to take you home and shag you i know you want to shag me like let's do it like i want to cheat on my girlfriend she deserves it he kept calling me like yes bitch and like calling me a bitch but not in a quote unquote empowering way but not in a quote unquote derogatory way either it just felt very it felt quite derogatory to be fair but it wasn't necessarily like you're a bitch it was just like i don't know it just felt weird i just like clearly i see your view on women in general fantastic yeah he was just gross i don't know as well how in a million years you could delude yourself into thinking i'm even the slightest bit interested like you're just a gross person 
to me. Uh, personally, I'm not a big looks person when it comes to being attracted to people. That might sound a bit weird, but like working in such a superficial industry, I care far more about how people treat me than how people look. And I've dated some unconventionally attractive people in the past, like, because what I see is a beautiful human inside. And I feel this way about clients in the club as well. Like, I don't, I don't care if you're quote unquote an uggo, but if you're lovely, like you're a nice person, that is so much more attractive to me than the most conventionally attractive guy who's being an asshole. Like, if your behavior is ugly, you're ugly. And that's how I really feel about it. Maybe it's a fa facial blindness thing, to be fair. I don't really see attractiveness in the same way as others, maybe, because I don't really recognize faces in the same way as other people. But yeah, I just, my gosh, he was both conventionally unattractive and an ugly person inside. He was horrible. I know you want to fuck me. And he sat there with a massive hard-on that I can see and he just keeps repeating the same thing. And like, you know, are you gonna come home with me? Like, I know you want to fuck me. Like, are you gonna come home with me? Are you gonna come back with me? I'm not really saying yes or no. I just try and move the conversation on. Honestly, what's in my mind is, is he going to wait outside for me? And then I have to walk to that car on my own because I do not want to be in that situation or encourage a world in which that situation could materialize. So I'm kind of there saying, <laughs> so funny, really? Like, you want me to come back with you? <laughs> I'm like making it out like, you know, like nobody's ever said this to me like, you actually want me? You want me, really? I never thought like somebody would say that to me. He's lapping it up. Men do that. Like, why is your ego so fucking big right now? Like, you think you're the only guy in the world telling me this? Like, be different. Maybe you don't. <laughs> do I look like I was born yesterday? I don't think so. My tits are out. Fuck off. What a knob. You know, he's like, are you actually gonna meet me? And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm considering it, but I can't leave right now. Like I have to stay until the club closes. So you're gonna stay with me? <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know, just, just leave the club now. I'm like, I can't, I'll get fired, but you can stay here with me until the club closes. He's like, it's extra money, isn't it? I'm like, well, yeah, like I wanna be yours. I wanna stay with you. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying yes, I'm gonna go home with him. Absolutely not, but I'm not saying no. I'm not shutting it down entirely. It's difficult. In the end, he's just like, nah, I'm not gonna stay an hour, bye. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I, I, I didn't try super hard to disillusion you there, but yeah, fuck you. Grabs my ass on the way out as well. Thanks for that. I go downstairs, it's two-ish. I go for my chippies, cause I'm hungry. I sweep the floor for another hour, trying to pick up any dregs of dances left. And 
there aren't any more to be had. Just a few frustrating conversations with various customers, which is a shame. I managed to talk the security guard into walking me home. Thank fuck, and I'm, I'm glad I did because we went down that alley again, and there was another man, and I'm sure it would have been fine, she says. But also, you just never really know. And yeah, here I am. I'm now, I'm home now, and shit. What the fuck? This industry is just so fucking fucked, man. Anyway, I'm working the same place tomorrow, so we'll see how it is tomorrow. We'll see how it fucking goes. We'll see how tomorrow is. Oh my god, I'm so fucking exhausted. I'm exhausted to the point that I'm fucking singing. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna go now. Bye! Thank you so much for keeping me company on my drive home this morning. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the 6am club. Do let me know what you think. You can drop me a message on Instagram at the 6am club pod. My personal Insta is at Gemma Rose poll. If you can submit a review, please give me a cheeky five stars. Spread the word about the podcast to your people so more folks can learn about this. You can email me with questions or comments as well to the 6am club podcast at gmail.com. I look forward to speaking to you on my next journey home. <laughs>